talking about alliance on your device of choice. Hirsch and Ari are here for you to make sense of it all so you don't have to. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Wow. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking About Alliance, the one and only Alliance recap podcast for the VIP Lounge. I'm Ari, the host, joined, as always, by my co-host, Hirsch. Hello, Hirsch. Hey, Ari. How you doing? I'm doing good. And I'm very excited about our guest for this Wednesday episode, uh, the a fellow member of the Sixth Place Club from High Seas, uh, Flair. Welcome in. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Good to see you, Flair. Good to see you, too. <laughs> so I believe, I, I wanted to point out that I believe I see a box of minute rice over Flair's shoulder, <laughs> yeah. which I'm proud of. <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> was, that, uh, was that placed there for the purposes of this, or is that just something that you always have at arm's reach? Oh, no, it's just something I, I always have. I've been trying to make it at college, so, you know. <laughs> Cool. Very cool. How's your uh, freshman year going? Pretty good. Just getting used to all the classes, running around, having my very messed up sleep schedule, you know, <laughs> as it goes, as it goes. Yep. Cool. Blair, how have you been enjoying things over on this side of Alliance? Uh, definitely strange. <laughs> used to seeing only a couple channels and like a ship and then the, you know, DMs and then, or one-on-ones. And then now it's like, everything you can see at once and it's like oh wow there's so much more information you can see and it's definitely interesting to see how people choose to play the game when you know you can actually see how they interact with every single person on the cast and not just a one-sided view how does this compare to you know some of the other orgs you've seen been in played in um definitely better i do like i like the you know in server one-on-ones that's definitely something not a lot of orgs have which sucks because when you're spectating you can't see all the inner workings of the game which is sometimes like a key part of why I like enjoy spectating seasons and it's nice to just be able to see everything and then you can you know make your own assumptions and then yeah it's definitely, Alliance has definitely been my favorite org to play in thus far. So very happy to be spectating this season. Yeah, all those things we do here as well, you know, I don't know how much we'd be able to do if we didn't see all the DMs and everything going on. Yeah, it's my favorite, it's my favorite org too. It's, uh, it's great. The, the, the DMs, I think, help it stand out and you really get a sense of what everybody is doing and what they're thinking at least, or at least what they're thinking outwardly. We don't get enough confessionals from people. You were good with confessionals for the most part, Flair, but we've got a few few castaways this season who are uh, sorely lacking in that department. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess we can dive into some recap and analysis. Uh, as we do here. Uh, so when we left off, the Mirth tribe was headed to Tribal Council for the first time this season. And as expected, 
uh, a clean vote off of trip except for one little twist that went in there uh which i think is going to shape some things going forward oh lord uh yeah it's been the talk of the uh it's been the talk of of, of the last few days was um smm well as the votes were revealed, the first vote revealed was Waxler, which came as quite a surprise to some people in the lounge and maybe not so much to others. Especially oh. given that Tripp did not vote and his name was not on the voting list. Exactly. So um, the first question was, well, what happened? And uh, it became um, the immediate suspicion amongst the lounge um, and myself, of course, was that the stray vote belonged to the uh, wayward youth SMM. He tried to play it off in his confessional that he published to the lounge. Um, and, um, and then of course they revealed the votes and it was him. Um, and I, I don't like the play um, for any reason whatsoever. Um, even his stated reason, which was to gain more trust from wax somehow. You figure that out. I don't know. Uh, Flair, what did you what did you make of this? Um, definitely was never a move that I would ever even consider doing, especially early in the game. You want tribe unity, tribe unity, especially if there are factors going into like a potential swap or anything like that. You always want tribe unity, and when there's a stray vote and the guy who got voted off didn't even vote, then that's obviously gonna you know, splinter trust. I think it's going to do the opposite of what SMM really wanted it to do, which is gain more trust. But if, you know, you have a stray vote and it's not anyone who got voted off, then that's obviously going to raise suspicion in the tribe and then potentially just cause cracks to splinter. Yeah, I get, I get the thinking. Um, you know, we've seen Lola have a lot of success throwing in a stray vote. You can get some, you know, if you have a boring tribal and you know you're safe, stir up some paranoia, call out someone at the top. Uh, and, you know, maybe if they're unsuspecting, you can bring someone in as an ally. And the problem, as I've, you know, been, I keep saying, SMM's personality just really sticks out. And if you're thinking, you know, okay, who on this tribe is likely to be a person who's gonna, you know, cast a chaos vote here. I, I, there's one clear answer. Now, if it had been someone else on the tribe who did that, and then, you know, very subtly pinned it on SMM, I think that could have worked well. <coughs> and then, of course, you have him going you know, immediately into the DM of Waxler, as we expected he would, saying, "Hey, did you see that stray vote for you? What a crazy thing! Who do you think did that?" And it it just it just really stands out from there. Well, and and the fact that he was encouraging Waxler to go into the tribe chat and address it to try to like create some sort of kerfluffle uh, between everybody on the tribe right away. Um, it's just there was no subtlety in the play whatsoever. Um, I question the timing. I mean, I do think it's a I do think it's a valid play. Maybe when there's more of a divided vote maybe when there's not some sort of unanimous vote and you know and you, and you would expect there for a reasonable when it would be reasonable for there to be a split vote for there to be an off vote but in this case it waxler almost immediately assumed that somebody was just trying to create trouble and he was right 
And he was exactly right about who it was. Yeah, so then you kind of get the fallout from this, which is, you know, Wexler immediately kind of catching on and saying, well, you know, I can keep SMM around and, you know, have him, but I know that I can't trust a word he says. And, um, but I can probably control him in that sense. And I think that might be the smart way to play it. I think a lot of the way Waxler's gone through has been sort of a maturity and, you know, knowing where to step in and where to kind of lean back and let things play out. And then, I mean, I guess we can go from there sort of into some of the chatting portions before we start on the actual immunity challenge. Um, because it was set up in a similar way where you got a bunch of one-on-ones together uh, with the tribes ranking or numbering from one to eight uh, or one to nine, all the members. So the Euphoria tribe just did it alphabetically and the Mirth tribe I think just gave everyone a lucky number. Um, but that ended up with pairings of Bird and Waxler and of SMM and Darcy. Uh, and so you have some interesting chats going on there where Waxler tells Bird that he thinks it, it eventually comes up that he thinks it was SMM. Bird DMs this to Darcy. Darcy, who is now with SMM and that conversation's going all over the place and immediately rules out the possibility that it could have been SMM because he brought it up first and said it wasn't him. Um, so a bit of a mess going on there. And uh, this is gonna be a fun one to follow when you have them talking about an alliance in the long term with those four and with Bramblecat, but I'm not sure everyone would be all in on that. Sort of a whole bunch of mess for the future. But for now, we're gonna, we're gonna leave that for the future. Yeah, um, that was a hell of a thing to follow on um, through the DMs and during the, uh, during the challenge as well. Flair, did you see any of that going down? Yeah, it was, it's really interesting. I think the cross-tribe communication there is really something that players can take advantage of if they use it the right way. It's a potential out, like way to get an ally. But at the same time, I think there were like one or two that really didn't talk as much, which, you know, it's, it's something where I feel you can get an ally or you just kind of lay back and not try and put in work to advance any other tribe and kind of stay back in your own tribe. I feel is kind of the two ways that it could have gone in terms of socializing for the challenge. Where do we think things go with this grouping? Uh, you know, is this sort of a, a an alliance we'll see in the long term, or are things going to fracture? And are people going to figure out, you know, if SMM is someone who can or can't be trusted, or do you just work around that? I think right now it's an alliance of convenience. Um, in name only um or in theory only and um it won't really they won't, won't really have a chance to test it until there's a swap or a merge um there's there's a chance that uh if mirth loses this challenge that maybe SM, smm doesn't even get there um to uh to uh make that happen so uh, like you said this is a this is very much a to be continued kind of situation um, so what I mean, the thing that really concerns me there is with between Bird and Darcy just sharing everything and not, you know, stepping back and saying what information should maybe be kept private, who can we trust, 
it's it's a combination of you know not knowing how withholding information and you know, almost not wanting to do that side of the game in some ways. And I think you know Bern has mentioned that a few times, uh, and not knowing who to trust or going too quickly to form these bonds with people, uh, you know, the, the way that the information has traveled between all of them and I, everything that between the Nexus links, the different alliances going on, what people are saying in DMs, you know, they're sharing that between each other every in everything and with pretty much anyone who they talk to. And I think that's something that yeah, it's just definitely a bit concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah, loose lips sink ships. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Information is power. And if you're giving away information, you're giving away that power. And, um, and that power can be used against you. And uh, so you've got to be really discreet about who you share with and, and what you share with them. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a classic mistake that many, many people make when they're playing this game. Flair, what what are you thinking? You know, when it comes to if you're in a game like this, what information to share with people and what to keep to yourself and who to share things with? Um, my opinion, you always want to share the bare minimum, but share enough where people will feel comfortable sharing things with you. Like trust is a give and take relationship. If you don't put anything on the table, they're not going to give anything back. So you have to just give the bare amount or even just like try and put in some common knowledge as to like something that people might know or different opportunities that might happen where it's like something only you would know and like just give out a little bit of that information and not maybe the whole truth. It's, you can't throw all your cards out in front of somebody and expect, you know, everything to go perfectly according to the plan. They're gonna be able to use that. They're gonna use that knowledge to their benefit it's you have to hold some of the cards in your hand but have be willing to you know just show them to other people occasionally but you can't give away all the all the cards in your deck that's just a risky move and it, most of the time it will not pay off flair i've been um favorably comparing darcy to yourself um through the game and and, and not just because of age but just kind of a, a sense of like an attitude and, you know, and just a enthusiasm spirit, whatnot. Um, do you see a bit of yourself in Darcy, uh, you know, short of, you know, Darcy doesn't really have the org experience that you had, but can you, can you see a little bit of yourself and how she's playing and her enthusiasm for the game? Oh yeah, definitely. I like, I think that's one of the things I like about watching, watching Darcy is I can see a bit of myself through her. I can see like a bit of that, like spark the, you know, the socialness, like the different things that I see in myself as an org player, and I can just see them in Darcy. And it's really fun to, you know, be able to watch someone who kind of hits close to home and just, you know, see that from a viewer's perspective and just be able to see how they play the game and just how they are going to grow and evolve. And I'm really excited to see where she goes from here on in. She's definitely someone I'm looking for. Uh, do you share some of the concerns, I think, because uh, I was high on her the first few days, and I, um, I think some of that in terms of being too trusting, going in with SMM has maybe not bumped her down a notch or two. Have you kind of seen something similar in that? Um, I think the whole thing with 
the whole thing with SMM was very interesting because there was just a lot of information being shared in such a short period of time. Um, and it was, I don't think I would have done everything that Darcy and SMM did there. I think it was too much information going around, um, especially regarding tribe stuff. And um, like I get sharing like the, you know, basics of a tribal happening. And, but some of the things that were going around were being spread around to, and it was one per person A to person B and then person B told it to all these other people and information just kept circulating and circulating. So where that's gonna end up, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how that pans out and that whole quartet of um, Bird, Waxler, SMM and Darcy. Um, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes, how that information is um, played out, and um, the dynamic of that four should be interesting as the game goes on. Um, so I think we can take a quick break, and when we return, we'll talk about the actual challenge, uh, but we have, first we have a commercial to get to. Come soon. Many have tried to scale the summit, but none have managed to reach the peak. Do you have what it takes? But be warned, it's not just the harsh conditions you have to worry about. Scale the summit, the newest ride of Nexus Park. Another great commercial as we go through our season, that one uh, coming from a DC reading it, the original writing from our friend Big Hen. Uh, and we're gonna keep going through these as the season rolls on and get to some of the finalists and ultimately the winners. Uh, so you're gonna have to stay tuned for those. Uh, but now, so let's talk about the immunity challenge, the space cadets. Uh, this was when we tested a lot of fun, almost disappointed because of the way it was set up. I don't think you can really read back on any of it unless the ones that ends up getting posted somewhere. Uh, but basically, it was sort of like if you imagine the Buzz Lightyear ride at Disney, uh, or one of those just sort of as you go in the sea and shoot at the targets with the lasers as you go through. But in command form, so instead of, you know, shooting at things, you have you unscramble these words, you know, all, all those favorite things, identify the flags, uh, type of these backwards, and then the last one, which only Waxler got any points on, was did you pay attention to the actual things from earlier and can you fill in the blanks for what these said? Um, it was a lot of fun. A couple things stood out for me. Euphoria ultimately gets the win uh, by 32 points, a 17 down to 147. Fairly close. Um, so this is the difference, but uh, it could have been. I think so. The difference potentially is Favi. Uh, you know, not being able to make it, getting called into an extra shift at the last minute. And that was 31 to zero right there. That could have gone either way. Uh, Taylor getting zero points at all, uh, whether or not he was trying. He said he was going out drinking before, ultimately didn't cost his tribe, but seems like it would have been not a great look. Uh, and then the bird wax they're pairing, uh, sort of obliterating the rest of the field. Uh, with 49 points per Waxler, 34 for Bird. Uh, those were two of the high, three highest scores total. Uh, 
and a lot less points up for grabs when someone else is grabbing that many. Uh, it's a, an impressive performance for that tribe, but also I, I think Wax there immediately afterward was like, oh no, did I do too much? Is this putting a big target on me? And yeah, that's always tough. You, you know, you obviously want to do your best helping the tribe, but you don't want to be seen as the person who can dominate challenges like that. Well, um, sneak preview, if judging from his performance in uh, today's challenge, he might have taken some of the shine off of his previous challenge performance. So he might be in better shape. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, uh, that's a tough look to do that well on a challenge that early. If you're going to do it, do it during the tribe phase. Do it early during the tribe phase, uh, phase uh, before the swap, uh, you know, and, and, and put some distance between that and, uh, and, and anybody maybe starting to think that you're a target when there's still easy targets to take out. Um, but yeah, he, that, if, you know, people may not forget that, but hopefully they will. Cause yeah, that's, that's, that's not a, uh, that's not a, a great anchor to have on you. I was, I was also impressed with the, uh, the Chaco beans and Bramble cat, uh, uh, performance. That was uh, that was a fun match to watch as well. Flair, what which things stood out to you from the immunity challenge? Um, I think it's definitely like a start. Like we saw Waxler do significantly, you know, spoiler less than um, he had performed in the um, past challenge. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the tribe views that. I'm not sure if they're going to see it as it's just he wasn't fit for the challenge or if like he maybe wasn't trying as hard just knowing there might be a target on his back. I don't think that's going to be the case, but always something to consider, especially in a game like this. Um, and again, it's, we see like these pairs going off again and just like the cadets challenge. So it's very interesting to see this reoccurring theme of um, different tribes being able to communicate quite frequently. Cause we're also, we also see that with the Nexus link with um, Bramble Cat and Bird. Like there's all this cross-tribal communication in the season and within the challenges, which is going to be interesting with regarding, you know, spreading information around because you can do that very easily within the past two challenges and with the different nexus links going on. That's going to be a whole nother can of worms to open as those keep being used. No one else really uh, seemed to embrace that notion um, other than pleasantries. So, uh, I think once they realize that they're going to have a lot more of these opportunities, which I'm presuming is the case, maybe we'll start to see a little bit more bonding in that way. Uh, yeah, and uh, the one other part of this challenge was SMM giving Darcy uh, some points. I still am not sure on why or what his reasoning was. I think he wanted to lose maybe, uh, but he wanted them to not look like they were throwing it was just sort of another part of a weird day where he was, he was doing some fairly manipulative, emotionally manipulative ways of talking um, and, and not in a way that entirely makes sense. It was, uh, it was polarizing in the lounge. Um, there, was, uh, there were words said. People came to his defense. Um, people mentioned gaslighting. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, SMM just proving to be a, uh, a very polarizing uh, character in this game. Um, you got any thoughts on that, Flair? Just to, as a young woman, I mean, 
Any thoughts? Um, I mean, well, going into this, I know SM personally, so I'm not very surprised to see him being very chaotic. That's part of his personality, that I think, and it usually shines through in games that I've seen him play, at least. So I'm not very surprised to see him acting chaotic, but at the same time, it's kind of like something I'm worried about for his game, because if he continues to keep this up and, you know, his tribe mates get wind of it, I'm not sure how much protection he's going to have from different power players on the tribe I'm not sure how willing people would be to keep a chaos player around over someone who's more suited to just fall in line so the that sends the mirth tribe back to tribal council for the second time uh, we saw a bit of scheme but ultimately not a ton to talk about after Spavi he said that because of the work, way his work picked up, I think the day after he had to work another 14 hours uh, and he just wasn't going to be able to continue. They don't want to bring the tribe down. We did see a really nice moment between him and Court. Uh, they both male made very friendly parchments for each other. Um, I, I don't know if there, you want to talk too much about this. I think Spavi had a chance at staying in the game had he wanted to, but I can definitely respect the choice of wanting to give others that opportunity. Somehow Brendan's name got thrown out. Um, and it's a good thing that never quite reached SMM's ears because I think SMM is, uh, is fond of Brendan in that respect. So uh, it's probably for the best that it went down like this without the other names getting thrown out because that could have caused uh, a, uh, a push towards someone else who knows. Uh, you know, I think uh, when somebody tells you they want to leave the game, your instinct might be like, oh, no, no, let's try to talk him out of it. But I think they made the right call in just uh, honoring his wishes, letting him exit with some grace, which he did. He was he was very classy, uh, didn't cop an attitude, uh, understood, you know, that his schedule was kind of dragging the team down and, and he wouldn't be able to fully commit to the game. And you got to respect somebody for doing that, you know, and, and for uh, – leaving with their head hella high. So I, 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 nothing but, nothing but love and respect for Spy. Uh, yeah, I think not much else to go over on that. One other thing though, that I do want to talk about a bit. Um, so we see the tribe split the two tribes of nine. I think a lot of people, when we got the cast list, seeing 18 people on there and that through the marooning, you know, might have expected a three and six tribe, like it was in dark forest. Uh, you know, just numbers. Uh, and I'm curious, you know, how you guys think, you know, this affects the game and what things we've seen so far. Um, Hurst, do you want to, you know, mention anything before I give a couple things? Um, just in terms of what could come next and, and like with swaps and whatnot? Well, I mean, how has how this affect, how is being in two tribes as opposed to three affected, you know, this first week or so of the game? I mean, there's there's certainly less coverage. I mean, if you're playing in three tribes and two of them are two of them get immunity, um, there's only six people at risk at most in, in any in any uh, in any given tribal. Um, you have there's really nowhere to hide uh, when there's just two tribes and and one of them's going to tribal. You know you're on the block, um, and you better win immunity. You can't just have second best. So uh, you got to put in some effort. And if you're one of those who has um, especially when you're considering that they're the first challenge was definitely you. It was a group challenge. It was ultimately the team score, but you know, your individual input went a long way to whether or not you win. 
Um, same thing with this one. Those zeros stand out. The next challenge is also individual, one-on-one. -on -one. So uh, you, you build up enough of a losing record and stuff like that, and you're a Lord Shamrock, um, and, you know, and, and you don't even win Plinko, then you're in trouble. Yeah, I think it's often said, you know, on the smaller tribes, uh, you know, there's nowhere to hide. And, you know, when you have a tribe of nine, I think there you can kind of hide. Like if you're someone like Jimmy, who's yeah. doing good enough on the challenges, isn't really in any strong relationships or alliances with anyone. Um, but, you know, just kind of there, I think, for a lot of people. I don't know if he's going anytime soon. Whereas if you did have a tribe of six, you know, the way it is currently on Survivor 41, uh, you know, there isn't anywhere to hide. You know, I think in that smaller tribe, it's always interesting how you get pretty much everyone's name is going to be thrown out when you go to tribal. Because let's say, you know, you're talking to someone else on a small tribe, there's only four other names you can possibly say even. And so it very quickly is if you're bouncing ideas off of someone, everyone's name is going around, everyone's going to be talking to everyone. Uh, I think it's a different dynamic uh, for better or worse. And I'm curious if we see other dynamics after swaps. Uh, Flair, we were talking a little bit about the new Survivor season. You know, how have you noticed those differences playing out? Um, definitely like the whole thing. There's smaller, like smaller numbers. There's not anywhere to hide I know like as numbers get down at, like everything ends up going around at some point especially with small numbers and like how season 41's going like even we saw in like episode one like someone told people to their face oh it should be between these two people and that's that was just the balls even in my book when I saw that but you know, when you're on tribe six and really small tribes and if, if you keep losing and, you know, as those numbers go down, you really don't have anywhere to hide. You just have to put some trust in people that you don't know is going to be reciprocated because you don't, you, don't, you don't know if your name's the one on the block or not. I found it, uh, I found it interesting that, that uh, Ari mentioned Jimmy in particular. And I think that is a perfect example. Jimmy was not included in any of those discussions about that group of five that was supposedly going to hook up, but he also wasn't mentioned as one of the people who was going to be a target. Um, you know, so like, he's just, he's right there in the middle. The only person who really seems to have a problem with Jimmy is SMM and SMM doesn't understand why other people don't have a problem with Jimmy. Um, so, uh, and, and knowing that if, if they were to go to tribal again, I doubt that SMM would push Jimmy um, because he wouldn't be able to get any kind of momentum on that. So uh, yeah, if, uh, after, but after this next tribal, we're going to be at 15 and 15 is a very interesting number. And I think on the other side of things, also for someone like Bird or Waxler, when you have the bigger tribes, I think you can almost be safer, you know, being almost on, sort of on top, running around people. And especially, you know, in the online format where some people are more active than others, you're not on an island where everyone's obviously talking. You can sort of be that go between for everyone, you know, stretching the vote and trusting that it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to have four or five people very suddenly voting for you. Obviously, it's always a risk, but it's harder to organize that big of a group uh, compared to on a smaller tribe. Um, 
nowhere every you can stand out you any excuse to vote one person over the other can be a bit more important um but on the smaller tribe or on the bigger tribes you, you sort of it, it, i think a vote sort of gets something gets momentum and then you know you don't want to go against such a big group it's harder to sort of organize something like that i think well if you're trying to organize a blind side you need the numbers and the more people you have to talk to to get the numbers the better chance it has of getting out so especially when that person who uh like a bird or a wax is is relatively popular so uh yeah you're right being in the middle being on top might as well be the same thing but uh, you definitely don't want to be on the bottom <laughs> so the one last note i have is i think it almost we'll see how it plays out but i think having the bigger tribes makes the challenge performance uh, almost less important in that you know each tribe has a good few couple people that they can probably afford to vote off without getting a ton of fight um you know whereas if it was three tribes and you're down to six people and all of a sudden you're down to five people you really don't want to lose again and get down to four or three people if you're you know, planning on going forward uh, so a lot of interesting things there's any last thoughts you had on that um no i do have a question for flair though if, the, if she doesn't mind go ahead um you got to provide the voice for one of our uh, one of the park's bots. Yep. What, was that, what was that whole experience like for you? Did did you have fun with it? Uh, were you nervous about doing it? Uh, give us the dirt. Oh uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. When Ryan approached me with it, I was very excited because um, just to have the opportunity to be able to do that. And as I saw the lines, it's like, oh wow, this is like a really cool thing that they have going. Because obviously, I couldn't see what the whole thing was going to be, but just recording the lines and having my own personality with you know crafty the seagull i'm sure as people who have seen season my season um know that i have that whole stat with the seagull but it was really it was really interesting to have like my own story from high seas play into nexus park in its own original shape so i thoroughly enjoyed recording lines and it, it was very fun to you know see you know people would go into shifty sector and there are my voice lines <laughs> and it's like you get to see like oh this is what this meant when I was recording it because you know you didn't know what you were recording for and it's like oh there's where all the commands line up and you know it's it was a lot of fun to do so I'm very glad that Ryan gave me the opportunity to do that and I'm very happy to see how um the players are taking it at least from uh mirth you did you did a great job thank you <laughs> I definitely have enjoyed all of the bots um, and especially Flair fighting with the seagull. It's been a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, we'll take a quick break from here. Uh, the, so the immunity challenge is going on now. We're sort of, maybe some of us are flipping back and forth to see what's going on, but that'll be part of our next episode. Uh, so we'll take a quick break and I'll have more commercials to get to you. And then we'll have a fun game uh, to wrap up this episode. for the finest accommodations to stay in during your time here at Nexus Park? Yes. Well, come check out Greg's tent. What? And when we say full service, we mean it. Anybody who stays at Greg's tent leaves satisfied and with a smile. Oh, yeah. And like we always say, it's not a party till you come inside. 
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, another great recording there. That one was written by Cheese and recorded by Cheese. And a very fun commercial. Uh, so now we have a fun game uh, for us. We have SF is on with us. If you were listening back in Summit, uh, we had uh, uh, the Riverboat Casino, I believe it was. Uh, so tell us a bit about what we have going on this season. Yeah. Hey, hey guys. Hey, Ari. Hirsch. Hey, thanks for hey, joining Flair. us. Thanks, yeah. All right. How's everybody doing? Doing well. Good. Pretty good. Good. All right. So yeah, as Ari mentioned, two seasons ago in Summit, uh, we set up a riverboat, riverboat casino in the river that surrounded the mountain. And we placed some bets or some wagers on the season. So just a, a few questions of how we thought the season might go on. Uh, a lot of them are based around idols and advantages. Um, in high seas, we did not do anything. I think we were a little worried about the pirates uh, surrounding uh, the ship out there. And so we, uh, <laughs> we left that alone for high seas, but we're back now. And uh, especially we're in year uh, 2057 and Nexus Park, gambling is legal, hallelujah. And <laughs> have we hit all we've set up by 2057? Yeah, yeah, so that, you know, my lovely state of Arizona just legalized uh, sports gambling. So I've been pretty happy this year. And yeah, by the year 2057, <laughs> Nexus Park has legalized gambling as well. So uh, we set up a little uh, gambling book, far outreaches of the park, um, you know, far away from Rugrat Realm and the kitty rides. And we've got our own arcade out there, uh, our own adult arcade, if you will, for, uh, for gambling. And so it's been pretty popular with the players um, from what I can see. You know, if you're wondering why Taylor may have gotten a zero on the space cadets, um, he may have been out with us at that time placing bets on Russian ping pong. So um, <laughs> Taylor especially is, is enjoying it. And I've uh, had a lot of fun watching him this season, especially. So uh, what I got for this season is I put together a list of 12 questions or 12 items um, about the season. And if anyone's ever, you know, watched TV Survivor and played a, a fantasy Survivor game, it's kind of in that same element, if you will. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to see uh, for all the VIPs um, after this episode plays, we'll post the questions out in the lounge and see if you guys can beat Ari and Hirsch and flair and uh top prize for whoever's our top finisher will be vip for next season so we'll have a list of 12 questions there but i just wanted to go over a few of them in the interest of time uh, some of the ones i thought were more interesting as well so uh, the first question is i'll stick to the idol theme how many idols do we think will be found um, i have three options zero one two or more um, if you get the question right, it's worth one point. However, if you choose two or more idols, we have some increased odds on that. It'll be worth three points. Um, a little historical on that. Uh, last season in Flair season, I believe RDT found the one idol there. Uh, Summit, I believe we had two half idols that were combined. And going back a few more seasons, we had two or three idols found, including a couple by our host Ari. So if you want to go around the room and uh, Hirsch, I'll start with you. How many idols do you think will be found this season? 
Uh, uh, so is the is the odds even for all three options? If uh, so, if you choose zero or one idle, it's worth a point. If you choose two or more, it's worth three points. So if you want to take the risk that we'll have some intensive searching going on, you'll be rewarded the, for it. What's the uh, what's the drawback of betting on two or more and not getting it? So if you bet, yeah, if you bet two or more, you don't get it, you take a zero. Whereas if you're more conservative and you guess zero idols found or one idol found, you'll get your one point a little more, a little more secure, a little more risk averse. I almost think it's worth it to, to go for uh, two or more. I'm going to go for two or more. I think, okay. Wax, I think Bird and Wax will eventually wake up to, uh, to start looking for idols again. All right. I like it. Uh, Flair, what is your guess on how many idols will be found? Um, I'm going to say one because at the moment there's not too much searching going on. So unless everything starts to pick up all of a sudden, which I can see happening at Merge, but as of right now, I'm going to go with the solid one. <laughs> all right. Good. And Ari, what do you say? Uh, I might even disagree with our odds maker here. I almost think that zero is least likely. I don't think we've had a season where there haven't, hasn't been an idol found. Uh, there's a bunch of factors going in, you know, how much the cast is searching, how many idols production is hitting compared to other advantages or what else might be out there, how hard, you know, obviously how hard they are. Uh, I think I'm going to say two or more. Um, I think we have, you know, a cat. Some days they've been lighter on searching. I think all in all, they've shown the ability to find some things. I think once some of the cascades start picking up, there's going to be some big chases. Uh, I'll say two or more. Okay. I, I think you might all be on the right path. Um, you know, I, th I think sometimes we forget that after that 24-hour challenge, it can be a, little, a bit draining on the, the players. And so can't take a few days after that to kind of pick back up and start searching. So I could see the, the one or the two or more. Um, all right, next question. Uh, straightforward, yes or no, but this is one of my favorites of mine. I don't know if it is production, but will there be a fake idol play or a fake idol threatened? And for this one, it is subjective. I'm going to rule out anyone just, I'm going to rule out posting the Ariana GIF, if you will. Uh, <coughs> So I'm looking for more, will a player who thinks they're at risk start dropping hints or threatening to others like, hey, I've, I've got an idol in my pocket. We've seen it a few times um, back on Ari and Hirsch's season. We had the infamous jazz fake idol. Um, I believe Mr. Dave, um, uh, we did have that Ariana gift that became a bit, but uh, for this one, I'm looking if anyone is really gonna um, use that to their, you know, as a strategy. So, Flair, I'll start with you. What do you say? Uh, a fake uh, are, we, are we on even no? odds? Even odds, yes. Uh, I'm probably going to go with, yeah, there might be a fake idol play considering SMM is still in the game and considering, <laughs> you know, the chaos he's brought so far, I wouldn't be surprised if a fake idol play was something he has in mind for the future. So, I'm going to go with a yes. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. Uh, Hirsch, what do you say? If, if Flair hadn't said it, I would have. Um, the fact that SMM is totally the type of player who would uh, bluff an idol 
So uh, yes, my answer is yes. Okay. And Ari, what is your view on it? Same same reasoning. There has to be a point in this game where SMM says, hey, guess what? I found an idol. He might immediately backtrack it, and it might be up to our the bookies to decide whether that counts or not, but that has to be my answer. Yeah, I think you guys are on the right path there, too. Um, SMM is a, a, a beautiful chaos player, so I can definitely see that. All right, uh, next one I wanted to ask is, how many players will be left in the game when merge happens? So three options, 11 or less, 12 or 13 or more. And the 13 or more, if you go with that guess, um, it's worth triple the points, so three points. Um, to my knowledge, we've never had a merge in Alliance with 13. Uh, I know my season at Dark Forest did 12, and I think the others have been kind of in that 11, 10 or 11 range. Um, but yeah, if you want to risk and go for that 13 or more, it would be worth triple the points. Uh, so Hirsch, I'll start with you. What do you want to say for when merge happens? Um, I think they're, I think we're going to see a similar situation as uh, your season, Dark Forest SF, where there's a merge and, um, and the first person after the, the first merge boot doesn't go to jury. So I'll say, um, I'll say 12. Okay. I like it. Uh, Flair, what do you say? Uh, uh, I think I'm going to have to go 11 here. I'm expecting, I'm going to think there might be a smaller marriage here, but I'm just going to go with my gut and say 11. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. And then Ari, what do you say? Uh, 13 or more is sort of the way that CBS has gone in the more recent years. Uh, I think sort of from that TV perspective, the, the post-merge catches on a lot, but I, I don't know how Ryan feels about, you know, merging so early, not having a lot of time between seasons. 12 feels right, um, but I also want to just, I don't know if I want to go for the point I think I want to disagree with her on at least some of these. So uh, I guess I'll go with 11 or less. Okay. I like it. Yeah. The, the 13 or more, like you say, we haven't seen it. Um, I know there's been some speculation of with the, the neural connections in this season and the challenges that are pairing the opposing tribes against each other. I think this is a season we could see, you know, just something different happen that hasn't before, whether it's, involving a swap or a merge so on that one i might gamble on the 13 or more and see if i can hit it all right uh two more quick ones i'll go through um how many votes will the winner receive at ftc so we've had a wide variety here um in alliance i think i think going back to gd and ari and Hirsch, you can correct me but i believe gd was received four votes in his win I think Lola was five. I think Karstaway was six. Uh, last season, I think RDT was at seven. So we've seen a little bit all over the board. Some <coughs> of it does depend on the size of our jury, of course. But uh, I'll give the options of, you know, four, five, six, seven. And if you want to go eight or more, I'll triple the odds and give you three points if you, uh, if you think someone can go with a maybe an eight-zero sweep. 
so Hirsch, I'll start off with you on that one. What do you want to wager on this? I doubt we'll ever see a unanimous, though it's, those are good odds. Um, I could see maybe with this group, this group seems to be really competitive. Um, and the jury is going to have a good chunk of org savvy players who like to tend to kind of, who have different ideas from past juries that they've been on, what they want to vote for. Um, I could see like five. I can see like a five, two, one kind of deal kind of coming up. So I'm going to say five. Okay. Perfect. Good guess. Uh, Flair, what do you, what do you say? What have you seen with, um, you know, here in Alliance or in the other orgs you've played, what do you think is a good guess for uh, votes at FTC? Um, just kind of going off my gut. I feel like at Merge, we do, like Hirsch said, we have all these like competitive players. I feel like, it's going to be a bloodbath at the beginning of merge or it's going to be like a late kind of power struggle that we're going to have to see so i can see it either being a very close or like a very high difference i'll i'll, pl I'll place my bets on six all right very good very good and ari what do you say i don't have a feeling that we're going to get a contested jury vote um I know I said for the last question, late merge, smaller jury, but I'm going to take the extra points on the chance that someone really just runs away with it, or there's an early merge and a big jury, so I'll take the eight or more. All right. Going with the uh, the odds. I like it. Yeah, I, I think the the safe bet is kind of that mid-range around six. That's maybe, maybe where I would guess, but uh, yeah, truly just a, a dart throw on this one. All right, last one I'll, I'll go through, and I think a fun one. I So I look back at Summit and High Seas. Uh, those were the two seasons we had the meme board um, oh. and all the beautiful memes that come out of the lounge and make it to the meme board. So I was kind of surprised when I looked at it. Those last two seasons, we've had somewhere around 210, 230 memes make that meme board. So... I want, to, I want to see what your guess is here, um, what we can do with this meme board this season. Um, so I'm going to say 200 or less, 201 to 220, 221 to 240. Or if you want to risk it and go big, the 240 or more will triple your odds and give you three points. That would set a record for most memes in a season. Uh, so Flair, I'll, I'll start with you. and. Um, you know, see what you think. If you had a chance to see the meme board from your season and this season, if, if you think we can uh, go for a record here or not. Oh yeah, the meme board is definitely great. I definitely enjoyed it looking back on it my season, just all the inside jokes that a lot of the cast had. And it was nice to see it being reflected in the lounge. Um, I'm going to go figure go home. I'm going to go with the 240 or above just because this season's already being really competitive. We've already seen you know, all the trip memes that um, have made meme boards so far. So I'm expecting a lot more memes to, you know, pop up as the season goes, especially with SMM shenanigans happening and, you know, um, the, you know, all the interconnecting of tribes. So, you know, go big or go home. I'm going to go with 240 or more. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, Hirsch, what do you say? Where do you think we I, can get? I will... Uh just to be different, I will go with the, the 220 to 240. 
Okay. I think that's right where we were last season. So you'd be right on par with that. Uh, Ari, what do you want to go with? Uh, so the lounge has been, I think, even more active so far this season. And this cast is really, I think, going to give us a lot to talk about. But you have, I think, production increased that mean board requirement number of stars. And I don't know if it's just me, but people have been a lot stingier with their stars this season. We're going for a quality over quantity on the meme board. You can't just whip up something haphazardly anymore and get those automatic five stars. Uh, the people are, they want, they want the quality memes. Oh, I'm going to go with less than 200. Oh, okay. Going against the green. I like that. All right. Three different guesses there. I, I, I think the, the SMM factor is a good point. Almost like Zach last year, I could see him being the subject of a lot of, of memes if he lasts quite a while in the game. Um, yeah, so I might take those increased odds of the, the 240 or more. I didn't, I'm not sure where we're at pace right now. Um, obviously, the, the trip day, the day of the trip uh, vote out was had a lot of good ones, but we'll see where we get to. All right, so yeah, those were the, the five I just wanted to highlight with you guys. Like I say, I got a list of 12 here, and we'll post it in the lounge. Uh, give everyone a couple of days to fill it out and see if you guys can beat Ari, Hirsch, and Flair and earn VIP for next season. Cool. Thanks, Shutters. Thank you. I can't wait to see the full form and hopefully have another a good contest there. Uh, thanks, SF, so much for being here and joining us. Uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's good to see you again, and uh, hope you're enjoying the season. And thanks so much, Flair, for joining us as a guest. Uh, always love seeing new faces, hearing voices on here. Uh, and oh, it was great having you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs> it, was, it was a true pleasure. It was a true pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm glad you're in the lounge and having fun. And thanks, as always, Hirsch. Uh, another great episode and enjoyed getting to talk to you. Good to see you again, sir. Uh, and thanks everyone who listened. We'll be back sometime soon and hopefully with some more exciting things to talk about and some fun challenges and travel councils and we'll keep the segments and guests rolling all season long. And of course, the commercial contest, uh, all of the great entries and eventually getting to some of the winners. Uh, but until then, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace.